This episode of the Rock and a Hard Place podcast brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE when you place your order and get 33% off of your purchase. That is tweakedaudio.com. This is the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. I sit this one out, Cap. Let's see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. You don't know the power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. And now, here are your hosts, Chris Cooner and Paul Wilson. Yes, yes, we are back after a two-week hiatus, um, mainly because I got really, really sick and... Uh, I spent more time coughing than doing just about anything else, including breathing, uh, if you can imagine. So uh, not much fun on my end, but uh, thankfully I'm feeling better. I still have a cough, still holding on to my lungs. The uh, the sickness is just kind of deeply entrenched, and I haven't quite figured out how to make it go away. You see those commercials for uh, Mucinex, and it's like you take the pill, and it just goes away. It vanishes, you know, within a matter of time. I think I'm getting the black lung pop. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh so that was uh, that was a, a little a little prank there played by our good friend Paul Gibson. What is up, my man? Oh, nothing much, dude. Nothing much. Just uh you know, it, it's been a crazy last two weeks. I mean, we had to go through Halloween and my yeah. birthday and you know, the little one is two weeks older and got to go as Batman and a Ninja Turtle for Halloween on its respective days. And uh, it's just been fun, man. Batman and a Ninja Turtle, huh? Yes. Well, different days. I mean, you know, there was some, you know, because after all, when it's Halloween and you're a small child or, or a baby, you can't get away with just doing one day. <laughs> That's just dumb. So we used the, we had two costumes. We went ahead and used them both. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Michael, of course, is advising me about vitamin C, and, uh, you know, if I listened to my wife, I would do that a lot more often, uh, taking vitamin C when I feel something coming on, but uh, I'm kind of anti-pill. I don't I don't like pills unless I absolutely have to take them, and when I start getting sick, I don't feel like I absolutely have to take the vitamin C. So, yeah, it's my own fault. I totally get that, but uh, it's that's life, you know? That's how it goes. Yeah, you're kind of a dumb butt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, uh, I, did, did I miss anything major? I mean, I know, you know, we didn't do a show before Halloween, so nothing uh, nothing going on with that. But, I, I mean, I typically don't celebrate. We give candy out to little kids, but, I, you know, my kids don't dress up. We don't do the trick-or-treating. Um, I usually have family over, and we sit and play uh, board games for the evening or whatever just as a get-together and uh, – we pool our candy together that way. That way, everybody has to buy a lot less. Um, there you go. So, you know, it, it works out well for us. But, uh, I I mean, did, did anything else major happen while I was while I was down? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think everything else is just kind of as it was. I mean, there's some, I mean, there is some music news that we can talk about. But, I mean, as far as, like, major developments of the world, um, you know, of course, Donald Trump is everywhere right now. And there's that. But beyond that, no. Okay, well, good to know. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, have a great rest. No, I'm kidding. I am kidding. We're, uh, we've got uh, a few pages of news that we will definitely talk about. 
starting off with Striper. Now, the last episode that we actually recorded was Striper uh, and the preview of their new album, Fallen, which mm-hmm. I was digging on big time. And, Paul, you seem to enjoy what bits of it you heard while we were oh, yeah. doing that episode. Um, and actually, I had an opportunity last week to interview Michael, and I will attach that interview to the end of this podcast. So we'll end at our normal time, and then I'll just let that uh, I'll let it play right into that um, into that interview. So stick around at the end for that. And and if you see that the show looks a little long, that's why it's it's not because Paul and I talked that much longer. But uh, interesting interview. It only took like fifteen minutes. He was running late. I was supposed to start at three forty-five. And he didn't call me until well after 4 o'clock because he had 15 minutes for everybody, and everybody kept going over. Oh, well, yeah, that would do it. So that's kind of how it ended up happening. But anyhow, so with the October 16th release of their ninth studio album, Fallen Striper continues to dominate the hard rock and heavy metal scene. The Frontiers Music SRL release sold over 10,000 copies during the first week of the release landing at number two on the top hard music albums chart and number two on the top contemporary Christian albums tar- chart 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 number two on billboards top Christian gospel albums number five on the top current rock albums chart number 20 on the top current physical albums chart and 26 on the top current albums chart 29 on the top current digital albums chart and 44 on the Billboard Top 200. Mm, that's a lot of numbers. That is a lot of numbers. And in addition, it soared to number one on iTunes Top Metal Albums Chart and number three on the iTunes Top Rock Albums Chart immediately upon release. Twelve songs, and honestly, I think they're fantastic. Have you had a chance to listen to more than just the clips that, that I played for you there, Paul? No, I haven't, and I have the record now. I, I realized that I gotten sent it by their uh, their publicity group or whatever, so I have it. And I just, I mean, I haven't been a, had a real big chance to listen to a whole lot of music lately. And um, I'm kind of doing some consulting for uh, a student radio station up here, so I've been doing a lot of what music listening I have been doing has been kind of getting a feel for what's being played on kind of the the Christian CHR and urban and dance and pop stuff. So I've been listening to a lot of that lately trying to catch up on what I've missed and what this station should be playing um, right. if they take my suggestions. So we'll we'll see what happens, but I wanted to have an informed suggestion. So I've been listening to a ton of pop and rap and all that kind of stuff. You just need to look at them and say, do it. Do it now. Right. Get on <laughs> with it. Do it now. I'm cool. I'm very cool. Well, you listen to me. <laughs> Honestly, if you haven't heard the new Striper album, you need to go listen to it. Um, you know, find a find a library or something that will loan it to you. Or just go spend the money and buy it. I think it's well worth it. I honestly, I think it's one of Striper's best. And, uh, you know, I think To Hell with the Devil will always be my all-time, well, like my ultimate favorite. But uh, I honestly think Fallen has moved up into the number two slot. Um, right. I really, I'm really digging on it. Excellent. How yeah. about that? So uh, Five Iron Frenzy will be releasing an album of B-sides and rarities called Between Pavement and Stars. And it's from their recording sessions of the last album, Engine of a Million Plots, and it'll be available for download on November 22nd. Uh, is that download for free or download to pay? 
yeah, I'm guessing you're going to have to pay for it. Um, they, I don't know that I've actually seen where it said one way or another, but I'm assuming that it will be a for purchase thing, but I could be wrong. Um, okay. As I understand it, there are some alternate mixes, like not necessarily remixes on some of them, just like a different mix, um, like maybe some demo versions, some full songs that weren't on the other one. And then I believe some actual remixes that will be, you know, the normal remix style, I guess, gotcha. um, of a couple of tracks, too. So it's going to be varied, but isn't that kind of what Five Iron does on their B-side? Yeah, pretty <laughs> so much. They're always a little weird. So. Well, I mean, that's where you uh, that's where you get songs like their uh, version of Mamma Mia and, uh, <laughs> you know, different things like that. So there's uh, there's definitely some stuff going on there. Uh, yeah. the, the B-sides are a lot of fun when they uh, when they put them out there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious about it, and I'm such a horrible person. Um, I don't think I've yet to get to listen to the full Engine of a Million Plots yet either. Oh, wow. That's a good But album. it is not a bad price on vinyl, so that might be something I use a little bit of leftover birthday money for, so we'll have to see. There you go. That's a good way to look at it. Well, Paul, mm-hmm. why don't you take us through the uh, crowdfunding campaign update? Oh, yes. We've got a couple of them to update you about. And uh, first, the first one is Decipher Down. And as we all know and remember, they did a Kickstarter last time. And no offense to the guys, but it failed miserably. I don't remember what their end total was, but it was not good. Weren't they trying to and do like 30 grand or something like that? I think so. And it just, they, I, I, I can't remember. I don't rem- think, they, I don't think they got over twelve. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I was, was going to say I, I don't. I didn't think they broke even ten personally, but uh... yeah. So it was low. Um, and ironically enough, I will give a shameless plug. You can actually hear an interview with them uh, from TJ, their lead singer, and Brandon, their guitarist. You can hear an interview with them on this week's uh, Christian Rock Twenty. So if you want to hear a little bit more about the failed Kickstarter campaign and how they feel like this one's going better, you can check out the Christian Rock Twenty for this week. But currently, they're actually doing a lot better already than they did last time. They are at a, a total of sixteen thousand nine hundred and fifty-five U.S. dollars, and they've already had three hundred and twenty-one people pledge, and they're fifty-seven percent of the way there. They still have twenty-two days left, and they're trying to get to thirty grand. But this time, they did Indiegogo, so they could do the flex funding. So if they come up a buck short, they still get the money. They just don't get as much of a percentage of the money overall. Right. So. Exactly. Kind of weird. Flex funding is still a good way to go, I think, though, for them, oh, yeah. because at least that way they're getting something, which is better than nothing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, not doing quite as good, and, and and this makes sense to me because they're not as big of a band, but Illy is also doing an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, they're only at uh, 1455 so, I mean, they're, they're just shy of uh, $1,500. Um, now, that's over the course of 18 days, so they're only at 12% because they're trying to get to twelve grand. They've only got 17 days left. They're also doing flex funding, but of course, you know, if they are having to make up for it otherwise, then they're going to have to do a lot of shows or do a lot of day jobbing to be able to cover whatever the shortfall is. So, yeah. um, so if you like Ilya's music, and I, and I personally think that they've done a really good job of rebuilding the band from the last record, because I wasn't sure. I mean, whenever you lose a lot of members and you get a new lead singer, you never quite know how it's going to work out, but yeah, I think that they've done a good job, and I like both the singles off of their, their last album, Reborn. Uh, so, anyway, and they're just trying to make an EP. So, I mean, that's the reason why they're only shooting for about twelve grand, which is still a lot of money. But, you know, if you want to make a good album, it takes a decent amount of money. So, help them out if you can. Yeah, exactly. Printing and mixing and, uh, you know, producing all of that stuff eats away at uh, at profits for sure, especially if you get somebody who 
actually knows what they're doing and can uh, <laughs> can do a good job of it. So some stuff to uh, pay attention to there. Well, uh, Grammy-nominated rock band Red gets gold certification for their single Breathe Into Me. Their very first single ever, might I add. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Good for them. And I guess they have announced that they will be uh, heading out on the Winter Jam Tour for 2016. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're like the lone rock band on that tour. Well, Skillet's the lone rock band this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, unless you consider Family Force 5 rock. I don't necessarily consider them rock. They're not really classifiable, in my opinion. Not anymore, yeah. I mean, I would say they were pretty solidly rock for maybe just the second album. Um, but, yeah, definitely all the rest of them is like, okay, you, they're, you're combining so much there, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, so. good deal. Mm. Good deal. All right. Uh, Scarlet White, some bad news. Uh, Scarlet White got robbed. And this, I guess, is a uh, post off of probably their Facebook page. It says, well, we made it through most of the tour without incident. However, today that streak was crushed to find all of our money missing from wallets and cash box, computers missing from backpacks and stomachs turned. After a good week of shows and much needed financial catch up, we've met a ruthless evil. These pros took a lot from us and a lot of information is in the wrong hands. We only pray that the process is quick and the police can make some headway so we can get our belongings back. We'll keep you all updated as you pray for us. We figure out our next steps. In the meantime, if you want to donate, you can donate to Scarlet White at live.com via PayPal. And uh, it says that uh, they they did discover that the insurance will not cover their $3,000 in losses. Yeah, and this happened, I guess it's been almost a week. But, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much the updates on this are just that the police still haven't found their stuff. They have had a, a good outpouring of of people helping them out here and there with some cash as tends to happen in situations like this, which is good. Um, but you know, it's just so hard because, uh, how do you protect against that? I mean, when I was doing the assembly program stuff, I mean, it it was very evident that they made clear to me on insurance. They're like, if it's in your car and your car gets broken into, there's not a way that we can insure that because it's for your business. If it was your own personal stuff, it would be covered by your homeowner's insurance. But right. if it's for a business, then like, I, I don't know if it was just that they couldn't make a policy for that, or it was just a matter of if they made a policy for that, it would be way too expensive for most people to be able to afford. So. Yeah. My guess is the expense factor, if they were to make a, uh, a policy for that specific thing. So they, you know, it's insurance is one of those funny things. It's they, the company of course wants the lowest risk stuff, possible so that they can pretty much almost be guaranteed of not having to pay out i mean that's that's what it's there for it's it's there for the emergencies when stuff happens that nobody's banking on happening um yeah but i know you know like when i had my car broken into not too long ago some stuff stolen out my deductibles like a thousand dollars and the stuff that was stolen is only 500 so right you know, I'm I'm out. There is no way that I'm going to get anything out of that. Uh, yeah. It, you know, so that's that's one of those things. It just it's frustrating and it's sad and it happens way more often than we probably even hear about. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed, and and it just stinks because they're such great guys. And you know, the, I'm not saying that that 
that I know of bands who are in it for the wrong reasons, but they definitely feel like one of those bands that is very, very ministry minded and are all about doing it for, you know, the very, very right reasons. Yeah. And it just stinks to me that, you know, that people are just lurking around, just waiting to rip people off who have stuff in their, in their van. And it's just, and I feel for them because it's just so hard to carry stuff in and out. And plus, if you've got a cash box, you don't want to walk around carrying a cash box. Right. That just says, hello, Robin. So you think it being in a vehicle and hopefully hidden in a way, you know, it it's safer, but that's not always the truth. Yeah, no, it's just, it's a shame. I mean, I know these guys try to do their best to make sure that their stuff is hidden as much as possible. But a lot of times if, if people know that a band is coming into town and they happen to see the vehicle that the band pulls up in and they know yeah. that the band is either already played their show or their show is the next night or whatever the case may be, they're going to take advantage of that van sitting there full of gear. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not right. I totally understand that. But, uh, you know, it's unfortunately that is sinful human nature, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, human depravity at its worst. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick break and see what it is that uh, Kirk has for us in the other stuff this week, shall we? Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. John Foreman has just released Dawn, the final EP in the Wonderland series, exploring the hours of the day. From the first track, Inheritance, the EP feels like the sun is just beginning to shine and is refreshing after shadows and darkness. Inheritance is also a great little song about growing old together that is both light and fun. John has always been a great storyteller through his lyrics, and his abilities have really shown through on the Wonderland series. He tells stories that are both joyful and heartbreaking, while never losing sight of hope. While many will try to compare Wonderlands with his previous collection of EPs, Seasons, I find that they are both very different, maybe not stylistically or musically, but in meaning and in purpose, making them very difficult to compare in my mind. Dawn, the final EP in the Wonderland series, is available everywhere now. This has been Captain Kirk with The Other Stuff for the Rock and the Hard Place podcast. All right. Thank you, Kirk. Appreciate that very much. John Foreman, busy guy lately, I tell you. It's funny. I was talking to a, a couple of guys at uh, at one of the Dove Awards things, and they were both, or at least one of them was very convinced that John Foreman must be on something just because of how spacey he acts on stage when they perform. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I get where you're going with that, but I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think John is, I think John is one of those guys that's just high on life. You know? Yeah, no kidding. He seems to just enjoy 
everything. I mean, yeah. it, it, of course, don't you have to to, to to be a surfer? I think so. I, I definitely, I definitely think so. So, uh, let's see. Possible Warriors Three tour. Several POD members posted this photo on Instagram recently, asking if this would be something people would be interested in going to. Uh, P.O.D., Blindside the Crucified, Living Sacrifice and Islander, all under one roof. Now, uh, <laughs> no word if this is actually happening or if they're just teasing people to try and make them want it to happen. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, my guess is if they get enough feedback positively, then uh, it's probably going to happen. Now, the funny part about this is I will point out two little things. Number one, if this happens, it will it will be a dream come true for me because I think it was the Warriors Come Out and Play Tour, which was either the first or the second Warriors Tour. It was POD Blindside and Project 86. Mm. And this happened, I think, in the year 1999. And my mom would not let me go. Oh. I was, and I won't lie, this is something I've held a grudge for for. Ever. I even <laughs> sent some friends who, who were going who she would not let me go with because she didn't know them well enough. We were in a homeschool group chemistry class together. I mean, how much safer does it get, right? right. But anyway, so I sent them with money and got them to get me a T-shirt. So they brought me like a tour T-shirt, which had all the dates on it and, you know, the list of the bands. So you cool could stuff. stare at it and remember that you had missed out. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, that's number one that I think would be interesting. So I and many other people were commenting on this. I'm like, Add Project 86 on this bill. Leave everybody else. I like everybody on the bill, but add Project 86, and then I can just die a happy person. There you I, go. <laughs> it will just be all done for me. I'll be totally cool with it. You need the other to, thing, it'll be. You need to thing, send Andrew a note and tell him that. Dude, that's you right. need to talk to Sonny and get on this tour. Right. Right. The other thing that I think is interesting is that it lists the Crucified. The Crucified haven't, I don't know when the last time they played a show. I mean, they've been broken up for I think two decades. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, uh, and for those of you who don't know, they were kind of one of the original Christian punk groups and their lead singer was Mark Solomon, who went on to be the lead singer of neon Cross or not neon, neon horse. Um, and then of course he's also in a, a new band, uh, white lighter that's on Northern records and most famously Stavesaker. So, I mean, it could happen, but man, that would be awesome. I was thinking about Neon Horse today and realizing that we haven't had anything new from them in a long time. Yeah, I listened to the podcast that Mark Solomon hosts, and he hasn't brought up Neon Horse in a while either, so I have no clue if that's a thing anymore or not. But I, I want it to be a thing. I think it, I think their stuff is good. Yeah, I, I happen to enjoy Neon Horse. I know that they're the kind of band that usually people fall on one side or the other. There's not too many people that are in the middle ground. Either they really like them or they don't like them at all. So, right. It's true. You know. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, this must have made you happy. Demon Hunter releases the Extremist Deluxe set on October 30th. Yeah. So, I mean, it's out. I'm not as excited as I thought I might be. I mean, one, number one, it's digital only. Okay. Um, number two, I know I have at least one or maybe both of the remixes already. Okay. And the other two tracks that are new that were not on the normal version, I got because I bought the box set to begin with. So <laughs> um, there's that. And then you also, of course, the other added bonus, aside from the two remixes of um, The Last One Alive, then the two extra tracks, um, which are uh, Wasted Me, or excuse me, Waste Me and Helpless Hope, 
is uh, the the music video for um, Last One Alive, which right. is also very cool. But I don't know. I have a hard time getting excited about owning a digital copy of a music video. Maybe I'm just weird, but <laughs> I, I just I don't. I, and I mean, I don't watch music videos as often anyway. I mean, I, I mean, it has to be one like supremely awesome music video for me to want to see it more than once. Right. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I think part of that's just my age and part of it is there's just so many of them now. <laughs> so much to choose from. How do you, uh, right. how do you decide what it is? You know, which one? And plus, well, do. I mean, I don't understand the draw to owning it anyway, cause it, it's on YouTube. Right. It's like, if you have an internet connection, you already <laughs> own it. <laughs> yeah. You too could be the proud owner of this video. The one that you can watch for free anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my. That's funny. That is funny. Well, my goodness. That about does it for the news for this week. Um, you have a uh, a song blender? Do I have it? Yeah. The Rock in a Hard Place podcast presents The Song Blender. Booyah and Bazinga. It is time for The Song Blender. And uh, this week, we're going to see if we can trip Chris up. And last week, how did you, well, not last week, but, you know, the last time we did one, how did you do? I don't remember. Uh, I I think I failed. Oh. I'm trying to remember what the last one was. I don't even remember. Oh well. I think Move I uh, I think I failed it though. I don't mm. I don't think I did very well. Maybe the guys no. in the chat room remember better than I do, but uh, I think you stumped me on it. Well, we'll see how this week goes. And of course, for those of you who may possibly be, you know, like the one person ever to tune in for this for the first time, um, well, I guess everyone has to have heard it for the first time. But you know, this week, one person this week who might be hearing it for the first time, um, the what we're going to do is we're going to take a short clip of a song that we know that Chris knows. We're going to flip it backwards. We're going to change the pitch to it. We're going to play it for Chris and then watch him astound us as he usually does because, man, this dude is a machine. We'll I see mean, about that now. Come on. Come on. See, I figure the more I talk up your, your you prowess, up, the more I have to Just to tear fail. me down. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes this week. And... um I did it the correct way. I'm uh, almost positive. So we'll, uh, almost positive? We'll That's scary. <laughs> I didn't double double check, but but I did it very carefully along All the way. Right. So I think we're good. I'm looking very purposefully at the one labeled number one, so I know to play it. So first. you can determine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here we go. Let's see how you do. <laughs> That's what you get. Sounds like you and me in the radio by Abandoned Kansas. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who are not geniuses of music like Chris, this is what it sounds like with nothing done to it. You and me. That's unfortunate. Wow. <laughs> you kind of made that a bit too easy. I didn't think it was easy at all. I don't. Dude, golly. Uh, See, what am I telling you? This dude's a machine. <laughs> machine. <laughs> I am so sorry that I, uh, that I uh, ruined okay. your, uh, your fun there, Paul. 
it's okay. It it falls both ways because there's been some that I'm like, this is going to be so dirty easy. This is going to last all of like two seconds. Basically what just happened now. Yeah. And then we'll get all the way down and you never got it. And, uh, but this time I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. He's like, oh, that sounds like you and me on the radio. Yeah, rocka, rocka, rocka. Beautiful. No, that I don't know why. It just sounded exactly like what it <laughs> ended up being. What a concept. What a, a stinking concept. I'm trying to bring up this article. You and I talked about this earlier today, and you're like, uh, you know, I don't, probably don't know. You said you probably didn't know any of these artists, but uh, the top 20 Christian rappers of all time. And I'm looking at the list right now just trying to see who I know or who I may have heard of. Um, so number 20 is Red Cloud. And I know who Red Cloud is. And uh, I know who he is, too. And I, I think there was a little controversy a while ago uh, that he was making comments about uh, smoking pot. and Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we'll see, and that's just it. I, I, that was one thing that I was maybe a little surprised about this being brought up on this list, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but most people won't go this far out on a limb for something like this because I don't think, and forget, I don't want like you know, disparage anybody in any way if totally. this is not true. But I had heard a long time ago that he basically said, look, I, I'm not a Christian anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with Christian rap. This is whack. You know, whatever. I'm going to do my own thing. Did he use the term yeah. whack? Because I don't, I, I don't, don't think they've used that in rap since the eighties. True. True. And, and don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, whatever. I could say what they say now about it, but then we would have to beep it and that would be okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I don't know. And I mean, that's just what I'm remembering off the top of my head. But I was a little surprised. But I do like Red Cloud. I think he's very talented. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things. So, All right. Well, I I feel you on that one totally. Uh, Looks like number 19. Is it it Jaffia or Jaffia? I have no idea. I've never heard of this I will will go with that. So uh, number 18, Ahmad. Never heard of him. Well, now, I know who he's from. He's from 4th Avenue Jones. Do you remember them? I don't, actually. You don't remember 4th Avenue Jones? No, I don't. Apparently, I'm missing something. Well, they were were on Goatee Records, and they were one of those bands that I think everyone, at least at one point, thought that they were going to be huge. But the the, the skinny that I've heard on this whole thing is... And I lost him. Album that was supposed to get a lot of push, which was their one on goatee, just did not capture somehow what they were live and just basically killed the band because there was a ton of push behind it. And everyone was like, I don't understand what the hype is about because he's got, I mean, it's good, but, you know, eh. and that's where it, they kind of all went their separate ways. And this is one of the guys who was in that. So Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I lost your picture there, Polly, and you uh, cut out on me uh. for a sec. So I, I got most of what you were saying, so no worries on that. But, uh, but yeah, I lost your picture. I'll see if we can get that back. <laughs> okay. Number 17 is Show Baraka, which uh, I know who he is. We actually did a song. Um, let me see. He's the founding member of the 116 Click, which is interesting, and High Society Collective. Uh, he did a song called Shut Us Down that we actually played on Broken FM, and it was very popular. That uh-huh. uh, people nice. enjoyed it very, very much. Uh, number 16, Swoop. 
You have to. That's how you have to. You cannot say it without saying it like that. I just, I'm, I'm just telling you, you cannot do it that way. Just so you know. Uh, yeah, just an FYI on that. Yeah, Swoop is one of those people who I don't deny that he's talented. I, I think I've got his his latest record and maybe the one before it, and I I tried to like it, but for whatever reason, it's just not the exact flavor that really speaks to me and i i like i said nothing wrong with it but it just hasn't connected with me which is sad because i keep on hearing you know like lecrae you know even this has a quote it says swoops album wake up woke me up that album just slapped me man this dude is raising the bar yeah and i was just like oh man i gotta take another listen and every time i do i'm like ah, it's okay i don't i don't (laughs) don't get it but you know oh man well, and I mean, that's, again, what I love about this industry is that there's so much different stuff out there that you can have all, you know, everybody can have an opinion and it's all good. It's totally fine. You know, just because right. I think country music sucks and is the worst stuff ever and shouldn't exist and be banned from the face <laughs> of the earth doesn't mean that everybody feels that way. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's, we, we've got choice. That's what's important, right? Sure. That's not the way I would have said it, but yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> well, we're oh, all about honesty, aren't we? It's true, true. All right, number <laughs> <No> f- <laughs> number 15 is Sojourn, which I'm not familiar with, but uh you know, what's nice Well, he was a this? member of the Tunnel Rats, who was kind of one of those kind of like LA Symphony. I mean, they were one of those super groups of, of people who are kind of underground but talented all working together just to put together, a, you know, like a big thing. I mean, you know, a group record, but they were one of those bands that uh, are groups that was on Uprock, which was the hip hop sub label of Tooth and Nail that lasted for like two or three years. Okay. Good. Yeah. No, good to know. Always glad you can educate me. Uh, let me see. Formerly known as Othello, we've got Ozzy Moore. Uh, it says his flow hasn't diminished after nearly two decades of performing as a solo artist. And he's also been a member of uh, celebrated groups. Logique and lightheaded. So he is. Those I I don't know anything about, but yeah, Yeah, me either. Uh, Number thirteen, Odd Thomas. That's a great name for a rapper, dude. Yeah, Odd Thomas. (laughs) Though Odd Thomas doesn't have an extensive solo catalog, he's a veteran whose crisp flow and over your head lyricism has been apparent in his group Beautiful Eulogies. To oh, so he's part of Beautiful Eulogy. Yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Uh, and he's also, I think, one of the heads of Humble Beast. So oh, okay. Got that little thing going on, too, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, now, number 12, Timothy Brindle. To look at his picture, you would not think this man had anything to do with hip-hop music <laughs> at all. He looks no. like this just nerdy white guy. Uh, like, a, like a weird he owl looks like with he short hair. In a dark room. Yeah, he looks like he should be in a dark room writing code. <laughs> That's funny. My word. Uh, his unique delivery and rhyme uh, book for seminary students has led to the creation of perhaps multiple classical lyrical theology albums. So uh, that's fantastic. Sure. Good I love the, the still from the video that he sent down below. It, it's it's almost looks, better seeing him trying to look gangster. Yeah, he looks very street. That's for sure. He looks very street. Uh, <laughs> number 11 is The Ambassador. And uh know much about him. I mean, I think if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, he was one of the members of the cross movement who was kind of one of the first really big popular 
um, Christian hip hop groups, but I, I don't know. I, I've never gotten into his stuff or the cross movement stuff either. So I don't know. I, I felt like I missed something with those guys hmm. and, you know, another one of those bands or groups that I'm totally happy with people liking and getting into and jamming to. And I don't think it's bad. That just, I, it's just been one of those things that definitely falls in the category of, I don't get it. So. Yeah, totally. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Your Skype is uh, kind of bugging out a little bit. <sighs> We're good. I mean, this it's just you're you're getting a little robotic sounding. That's all. Mm. <laughs> I would love. That's to what find, I was going for. I would love to find a new solution, something better than Skype. Somebody's got to make something better. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Number ten is Andy Minio, and uh, I would say that uh, Andy's come a long way in a very short amount of time. At 27 years old, Andy Minio is the youngest rapper on this list. Oh, wait. Stay with me, Minio. There you go. Got to get that in yeah, there. Uh, let me see. He earned a spot with flow and delivery that may allow him to climb even further in the future. So uh, not only is Andy a dope rapper, he's a producer, writer, decent singer, said Show Baraka. Uh, and and uh, Show Baraka called him the new face of Christian hip hop. So there you go, Andy Minio. It's good stuff. Stay with me, Minio. There you go. Got to do it, Mr. <laughs> Solo. Now I know him because he used to be a part of the Gospel Gangsters, uh, and right. uh, very very talented rapper. If you listen to their first two albums, Gang Affiliated and Do or Die, they are both fantastic. Now. They're from 94 and 95, it's, and apparently their last album was called The Flood, and it was out in 2006. But these are all... And as ex- I understand, they're trying to work on some new stuff, Oh, too. is that right? Oh, that would be fantastic. I would love a new Gospel Gangsters album. These guys, when they first came out, they were one of the, the most authentic Christian uh, gangsta-style rap that, uh, that hit the market. And it made such a huge difference uh, to me to have them stylistically and theologically sound. Um, you know, I was a huge Gospel Gangsters fan, big time. Yeah, you're. That's all you got? I'm not that familiar with Gospel Gangsters. Gotcha. Um, I had some friends who were really into them when they were big, but for whatever reason at the time, I. I think I was into T-Bone at the time, and that's all I thought I needed. So, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't dislike T-Bone, but I I never felt stylistically that he was, uh, like, the best. I don't know. There's, there were other people that I yeah. definitely enjoyed more. T-Bone is talented, that's for sure. And, you know, I give him all yeah. props in the world for that, but um, <clears throat> just not really my kind of thing. Uh, number eight is Man yeah. Child, the voice of Mars Ill. Man Child became one of Christian hip hop's most prolific lyricists throughout the 2000s, and few MCs worked as hard as him to achieve that success. So he's got uh, three albums out, looks like 2001, 2003, and 2004. His best one apparently being Propane. Yeah. So good deal. Hey, Mars Ill is very good. I mean, they were one of those things that I think. Uh, definitely you had to, you had to like really be into the style because he had, a, they had a different kind of spin on things that was good, but I knew a lot of people who just were like, eh, I don't get that. So yeah. right. once right. again, not everything's for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Number seven is Shy Lin. And, uh, I know I've heard him a few times on, uh, the Chris Chicago's, uh, hype radio network. So that's definitely something right. to check out if you are into hip-hop. He's got the latest of what is going on. 
since the cross movement disbanded in 2000, Shai Lin has been the undisputed face of lyrical theology. Depending on who you ask, the amount of classic albums he's put out may be unparalleled. So very talented, very busy, busy hip-hop artist. Next guy, Da Truth. Now, this guy, <laughs> his lyrics will literally rock you to your core. I mean, he is very uh, good at what he does, and he, he says a lot of stuff that really makes you think. So I enjoy his lyrics, and it kind of smacks me in the heart a few times uh, when I listen to his stuff, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Once again, it, it's I, I, there just must be this huge swatch or swamp of, of hip, Christian hip hop, especially that I just don't get into. And I've, I've never liked him. Is that right? And I, I don't know why. Huh. And I know a ton of people who are like, this is it for them. I mean, right. you know, which is fine. But every time I try to get into him, I'm like, ah, not your thing. I don't understand it, but it's yeah. OK. It's OK. I mean, he definitely is is very honest in his lyrics to where he feels like he's coming from and um you know i think he i think he's talented i just don't want to jam it in my car (laughs) (laughs) it's not your jam not your jam it's not not ball's jam jam. all right number five (laughs) plato that's my jam there you go uh my goodness he's been busy 99 2002 and 2002 2004 2006 2 and 2007 2010 2011 2012 and 2014 so Plato's yeah, been very, very busy. Uh, the world first heard of Plato via his group Ill Harmonics audition on the MTV's The Cut, show hosted by Lisa Left Eye Lopes of TLC, and similar to the much later American Idol. Whether solo through Ill Harmonics or through his other groups, phonetic comp- composition with Freddie Bruno and their larger crew, Deep Space Five, he's continued to pump out high quality material and perform on a regular basis. That is play doh. Lecrae only made it to number and just, four. Just, just, oh, go ahead. Right. Oh, just a real quick thing. If you guys are like into like very interesting lyrical stuff and you're in what I qualify as kind of almost like nerdy hip hop, like hip hop that's mainly white guys but are really, really good at it, check out Deep Space Five. It is by far my favorite of that category. It's okay. just so stinking good. Cool. And all the members of it are very different, but also stinking good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Well, as I snuck out there before Paul was finished, uh, Lecrae made it to number four. And it says, uh, this is one name that's taken Christian hip hop further than anyone else and has been heard and seen by more than anyone else. That name is Lecrae. Unfortunately, with all the notoriety has come criticism and the truth that you can't please everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I like Lecrae. I don't think he's my I think I like personally Andy Minio a little bit better just because Andy just does so much for me and there's very few things that Andy does. I'm just like, "Eh, I could have done without that on the record." But Right. I think I like Andy's like I think I like Andy's slow jams better than I like Lecrae's slow jams. I don't right? really know why. Yeah. No, but. I like um so I like Andy Minio when I kind of when I'm in the mood to to like go and get stuff done. Um, mm-hmm. but when I want to sit and think about stuff, I can put on Lecrae because he'll make me think. So for me, that's, nice. that's how I, uh, that's kind of how I see it. So, uh, yeah, number, yeah. go ahead. No, that was it. I was just saying, oh. I agreed. Yes. Gotcha. Positive. Woo. Excellent. I'm glad you agree with me because otherwise I'd have to hang up on you. 
Number three is Braille. Braille showed flashes of brilliance in the booth before he could legally drive. Since 1995, the prolific MC has churned out an enormous amount of celebrated music, both as a solo artist and with his group's Acts 29, lightheaded and currently active, beautiful eulogy. He and Odd Thomas, who appeared earlier, are nurturing a whole new generation of artists on their label, Humble Beast Records. So Yeah, his stuff is really good. And uh, you should be able to get at least a good chunk of his stuff for free off of, like, uh, I believe, Bandcamp, and then, of course, through Humble Beast as well. So, yeah. very good stuff. Awesome. Good deal. Love free music, especially free legal music. It's always yes. a good thing. Much, much far superior. Much better. Much better. Uh, Journey Big is number two, and uh, every rapper says they're your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, but Journey Big might actually be that. While the legendary LBG Tunnel Rats, the Battery member, has routinely shared the spotlight, his MCing abilities has still managed to always shine. Now, I don't know anything about him. So, uh, and again, you mentioned Tunnel Rats earlier. So, I'm I'm going to have to do a little bit of research and see uh, see what these guys got going on. Right. I don't know anything about the Battery. They're a name that has come up a couple of times for me, but I don't know them. Uh, tunnel Rats and LPG were both uh on like i said the uprock records uh which was the tooth and nail subsidiary for hip-hop and uh i don't know i need to go back and listen to the tunnel rat stuff uh, i mainly remember them for a few songs that were on some samplers that i had that i was kind of on the fence about but i've got i think both of their full-length releases and i need to go back and listen to them because they keep on getting brought up more and more and i think i would like them but yeah. i can't remember well, and last, but certainly not least, is a guy that uh, kind of got me into the whole Christian rap scene. I mean, I had listened to uh, to DC Talk first, and, of course, their early stuff was barely rap, um, you know, because it was just a lot of cheese, which everything kind of has to start there until you figure out exactly what it is that's going on. So I'm not knocking them. I appreciated them for what they were back in the day, but... Um, you know, this next band, when I got my hands on this album, uh, or this artist and his first album, I was absolutely blown away with uh, the the talent that I heard and the styles that I heard coming out of this guy. His name is Soup the Chemist. Uh, I knew him as Super C uh, when he was with the, the, the group Soldiers for Christ, Um and the, the article here basically says, if we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, we are most definitely standing on the shoulders of Soup the Chemist of SFC Soldiers for Christ. In addition to his own artistic contributions of beats and rhymes, his blazing of trails helped to build an infrastructure and economy that all who are involved today continue to benefit from. He also continually introduced listeners to other artists, such as the Tunnel Rats and Gospel Gangsters, to name a few. If Christian hip-hop were to attempt to pinpoint a founder, it may as well be Soup the Chemist. He's un- his unrivaled influence isn't why he's on the list, though. He is the whole package and was ahead of his time artistically. Uh, now, honestly, for me, his best album was A Save Man in the Jungle, and I still put that album on and listen to it today and feel like it could stand up against anything that is new uh, that has come out. It just, it's, it's really phenomenal. Nice. Now, I'm looking it up to try to figure out if I am correct in this, but oh, I think I may have found it. 
one of the things I always forget until soup comes up in a conversation and darn it. It looks like I may not have the files for it anymore. At least they're not connected, but um, there is a song. If I'm not mistaken. That is soup. The chemist featuring. Yep. Andrew Schwab from project 86. And what? that is a killer song. Yeah. It's called, is this a dream? Wow. Um, so I'm sure you can look it up online, but man, it, it was really cool. Very different, but quite good. It's like a five and a half minute long song, but it's quite, it's quite good. Fantastic. I'll definitely have to check out that. That sounds uh, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, let me see, Paul, do you have a noise trade pick for this week? I do just more, a couple of verbal recommendations because I didn't have time to gather some clips, uh, several things, actually, uh, Spartan records, who of course is the home for knives and, uh, the new project by, uh, by Amberlin. I, I think it's called like anchor and braille or something like that. Uh, and several other Christian artists have a sampler up on noise trade records that you should grab because once again, free, um, also the band graceful closure, who has a song that's currently doing really well in the top 20. That's kind of got a, a kind of a bouncy alternative rock sound to it that I really like. Uh, they put up their their uh, album Rev, which I believe is an EP, but it's only going to be up for a short time. It's got five songs on it, and uh, it includes that single uh, that is doing really well right now. So if you guys get a chance, you should grab that. And there's also several other things that have just recently come up that, that I would highly advise you to grab. Um, several tour samplers, one of them uh, including stuff from Isley and Copeland. It's got several of their tracks on there. And, of course, there's always plenty of, of good Christian hip-hop up there and lots of mainstream stuff, too. And they're starting to push a ton of Christmas stuff up there already. But, um, you know, always a fun place to dig around in. And the best part is, is since it's free, if you download it and find out it isn't what you wanted, you can delete it. Exactly. Ooh. And you're not out anything except a little bit of time. That's right. So, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, let's see. I know you had a would you add it. I did not this week. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to what it is that you have for your would you add it and uh, and see if it's if it's worth the time. <laughs> OK, now there's a slight story as to why I am I am doing this as a would you add it. Do you want to hear the story before or after the clip? Uh, I don't know. Do you think the story will taint my view of the song? Probably. Let's just go ahead and play the clip. Okay. <laughs> All right. The, the artist is called Peter 118. And I'm not quite sure what I think about it overall, but the story will definitely change maybe the way you think about it at least a little bit. So we're going to play the clip. Here we go. So that's Peter 118 with radio. What do you think? <laughs> well, it's kind of got some punk influences, which I enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. I, it seems like a fun, upbeat song. I would probably add it based off of just the little bit that I heard. Um, it just it seems. Well, it's a very short song. I think it's only about two, maybe two and a half minutes long. And, and kind of a lot of it is kept up by the refrain. So. You heard pretty much what the whole song what the whole sounds thing, like. Yeah, I, I, I think I would add that. I, I dig on that. Cool. 
Well, here's the fun hook of this song. Uh, it comes from, of course, the artist Peter uh, 118. What I didn't realize was when I read about this song that I already had it, and it comes from uh, a, a, it comes from a record label that sends me stuff all the time, and I usually don't pay that much attention to because it's all kind of usually um, somewhat underfunded punk rock bands. And when I say underfunded, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're not getting a lot of money. Um, it's usually kind of real punk, you know, I mean, usually about as real punk as I get as children, 18, three, and they're still more polished than, than the average, you know, punk band that falls in this category. Right. right. Well, so I hadn't really paid any attention to it, but I get this news release that there is this new Christian punk artist that is up for a big music award in Japan. <laughs> and I had not heard of this artist. And I'm like, what? Peter one eight. Who is this guy? And then further on down the record, it's like, oh, it's, it's being, you know, the label he's on in Japan is, uh, is this label. And the label he's on in, in the UK is this label. But in America, he's on this little punk label called Thumper Punk. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to already have this. Yeah. So I went and sure enough, the, the link was still good. So I downloaded it. And but this dude's 34, so he's my age. Uh, and he said it says this 34-year-old found his song radio broadcast to 60 million listeners when it proved to be a huge hit in the Far East. He's also spearheading a Christian rock revival back home in the UK. But now Peter, who performs under the stage name Peter 118, has been nominated for an honor at the Praise Tech Gospel Music Awards. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so he says that uh, we got uh, we got played in Japan's version of Radio One to, which I guess is like their, I guess it's like their Air One or whatever to millions and millions of people. And he said I had people sending me messages from Japan saying they're listening to my song in the car on the way to work. Wow, how crazy is that? <laughs> you never, yeah, you just never know what's going to be huge in Japan. I mean, Striper was big in Japan, Eleventy Seven was big in Japan, and now Peter One Eighteen is yeah. big in Japan. <laughs> Well, maybe that'll translate to some American success. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I aired it, I think, as a secret track last week on the show, and I was just like, this is so bizarre. Yeah, how funny. <laughs> uh, Bruce says that he's British. Yes, yes, he is. Okay. He is. He's from the UK. Fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, cool. I didn't really mention that. Yeah. But yeah, he's British. He's wow. British. Well, that is very entertaining. I appreciate that, Paul. That was a, that was a fun one to share with everybody. Right. Right. Good deal. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, stay tuned after the episode is over. I'm going to attach the file with uh, the interview I did with Michael Sweet, so you'll get an opportunity to listen to that. Uh, it's only about 15 minutes long, so it won't take uh, too much longer out of your uh, out of your time. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hey, do us a favor. If you, uh, if you use iTunes at all, go to iTunes and look for our podcast. And give us a rating. You know, give us a star rating. Leave us a review. That helps us climb the ranks within, uh, you know, with, within uh, iTunes. It's an easy way for you to be able to help this podcast get a little bit more exposure. So uh, go there. Leave us, uh, leave us a review and leave us a star rating. We would greatly appreciate it. And who knows? Maybe your review will get read on the air, even if it's a bad one. Um, mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to read a bad review. I, I really, I mean, everybody's always so positive about what they say about the show that, uh, <laughs> I'm really curious about people who listen and then don't listen ever again. 
what you know what why i i just i'm i'm wondering that's my brain kind of goes that that way i i enjoy some of the negative stuff i guess is what i'm ultimately saying so uh check out our sponsor tweaked audio you can buy an inexpensive pair of pair of headphones that sound really good and you can get a discount on them 33 percent if you use the code hard place and uh you also get free shipping and a lifetime warranty so go check it out it's definitely worth your time, worth your investment, so uh, so check it out. You can become a Patreon sponsor if you would like, patreon.com slash R-N-A-H-P. You can donate as little as a buck a month, and it all builds up to help us continue to uh, try and keep this podcast on the cutting edge of technology. A.K.A. maybe one of these days we'll have a Skype that works quite yeah, well. That works properly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We'll update... Uh, we'll, We'll update Paul to Google Fiber someday, so that way he won't have to worry about uh, losing his connection. They're installing it the, like as we speak in the neighborhood, so I mean it. It will be available at least sometime in the near future. But oh, I nice. think I think our routers are the biggest problem that we have to overcome at this point. But even that is something that is being discussed. So wow. we'll see what happens. Good deal. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We'll we'll look forward to that. Paul in HD. What is the world coming to? Amazing. Yes, our, our our video subscribers will go way down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we record this show live on Wednesday nights uh, starting around 6 p.m. Pacific time. We stream it live on Ustream, and we have a chat room that uh, you can come and enjoy each other's company, and, uh, and you can correct Paul and I when we make mistakes. That's probably the best part of the chat room right there is, is correcting Paul and I mm-hmm. when we say something stupid or incorrect. Uh, we stream it on Ustream Live, so you can check us out. All the information is on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash podcast, or you can go to rockinahardplacepodcast.com, and it'll take you straight there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it so much. You guys are awesome. Uh, I guess, man, what? That's it for me. I'm Chris Cooner. I'm Paul Gibson. And we will do our best to catch you next week, providing no one gets sick. Again. Hey everybody, Chris here, and it is my pleasure to have back with us again Michael Sweet of Striper. Brand new album out. It is called Fallen. I've heard it. I love it. Michael, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Yeah, we we decided to make a nice little pop record, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely anything uh but a pop record. The the one thing that I've noticed in listening to the album is that um you guys, you have that classic Striper sound, which I love. But at the same time, you guys on this album found a way to uh, to make it sound new. So it's like the old old sound, but in a newish style. Can you can you tell me was that intentional, or did, was that just kind of the magic that happened when you were all back together? No, it's absolutely intentional. Um, over the past, you know, since two thousand and five, so ten years. We've been recording and releasing albums and music. 
the first one, the first full length being Reborn. Mm-hmm. That was a little more or less a solo album, but it, it was it had a lot more of a modern flair to it. Uh, and we lost things like guitar solos and high notes and harmonies and things people expect to hear from Striper. Mm-hmm. Next album, we tried a little bit more of that stuff. And it took us a while to come to the realization that the fans want what they want. They're the ones who put us here in the first place. They're the ones that buy the albums. <laughs> so why aren't we doing it? Right. So on the last album, we really gave 100% effort to get back to our roots musically. Mm-hmm. On this album, we tried to stay uh, with our roots, but at the same time, I produced the, uh, all the stuff, the last album and this one, and I wanted to make it a point as a producer to bring in some modern qualities without t- being too much. Right. Because we're not a modern band. Once you go too far that way, you start to alienate yourself from the fans, and they won't they won't listen to the new material. Mm-hmm. So it's a real it's a real balancing act sometimes. And I think Striper finally, with Fallen, has kind of perfected how to do that. Well, and the one thing I've noticed with this album, and and again, this is no knock. I think that there's the the maturing of your guys' voices as you've grown. You know, the the higher screams aren't as prevalent, and I, I'm sure that that's a vocal challenge for you to try and recreate some of those. Um, but it's still you still get that flavor with your tone. Uh, you know, so kudos to you on still being able to make it sound like <laughs> that great Striper album without having to uh, completely blow your voice out of the water. Well, thank you. You know, I, I choose my battles. I can... Still hit some high notes. I can't hit them like I used to. But here's the thing: I think in the, in the back in the day, sometimes I hit them too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be fitting for the song. Okay. You know, and I think on this album, "Fallen," where I do sing high or hit those high notes, it fits the song. If it doesn't, like on on "Big Screen Lies," for example, I don't hit any screams. Right. Because it it didn't fit the song, in my opinion. Totally. Totally. So well, I could have thrown them in there, but. You know, I, I don't want to just do it just to do it. Well, that, that then it becomes kind of a sellout. It's like, well, I really want the fans to be so happy. So I'm just going to toss this in here. And I think that a lot of your true fans are going to understand where the authenticity is in, in those screams. And if you're just doing it to do it, you know, they're going to kind of get a feel for that. They're going to understand that. Absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. And, you know, I want to sing for the song Mm -hmm. and we all want to play for the song. Robert wants to play drums for the song. You know, if he goes in there and overplays and just because it's it's a big drum fest, it's not going to be fitting for the song. And and you have to make everything work as you paint that picture. It's got to work. And if you're, if you're adding too many colors or too much paint, it's going to become a big mess. Well, I want to talk about that. There's an aspect of Robert's playing that I want to cover in just a couple of minutes. But since you brought up Big Screen Lies already, let's go ahead and dive into that since that's the current single that uh, that we are spinning for you guys. Uh, tell us a little bit of the story behind why you wrote that song and, and kind of what it means to you. Well, I'm kind of fed up with how Hollywood portrays Christians all the time. Okay. I, I, that's something I've been kind of going on a bit of a rant about uh, <laughs> over the past few years. It, every time I watch a movie that has a Christian character in it or a television show, uh, they're always painted as complete idiots. Yes. And, you know, either they're weird or they're creepy or they're hypocrites or 
they're murderers or they're just weird. Right. But they're never painted in 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 the way that all my Christian friends are, mm-hmm. which is just totally normal. <laughs> yeah, just just people who love Jesus. <laughs> people who love Jesus, but they're just cool people. Right. Right. They're cool, normal, great, down to earth. The furthest thing from weird, uh, you know, that I could imagine. I, I wanted to write a song about that because I feel it's uh, it's kind of sad how yeah. that's the case. And, you know, I- I'm tired of it. I'm sure many other Christian people are tired of it. And I just wanted to write a song to Hollywood basically saying, look, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. It's getting old. Uh, come up with something new. Right. Right. Good deal. No, I, I mean, I'm enjoying the single. I know we're we're getting a lot of fan uh, uh folks that are enjoying it as well. And, you know, it's funny, I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine and, and he said, if you, if you tell somebody Striper has a new album out and they're a younger person, the odds of them wanting to listen to it, you know, cause they think of Striper as, Oh, those old guys that were in the, you know, the yellow and black and, and stuff. But he said, if you take the song and you just play it for them, they're going, man, this stuff is really rocking. Who is this? And you tell them Striper, and all of a sudden this thing like clicks in their head that says, yeah. wow, these well, guys are really good. <laughs> well, it's really funny because here's the thing. Uh, I've been meeting and seeing and speaking with lots of young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a kid online who does reviews, and he's, I think he's like 17 years old, and he loves us. Never heard of us before, and he heard us and flipped out, and he did the review of the album Fallen, and he, it blew his mind. But here's the thing. Once they, they meet us in person or they come see us, they'll realize that we're not a bunch of old dudes because, <laughs> uh, you know, we've taken care of ourselves. We, we're still in fairly good shape. We go out there and we put on a show. I'll yeah. tell you, you could put us up against any young band out there. I don't care who it is. I agree with that. I watched you, your video of uh, of your your show live at the whiskey and was absolutely amazed at how mobile you guys are up on that stage. Well, you you throw us on the stage with any young band, and we're going to keep the crowd's <laughs> attention. Good deal. I guarantee it, and it's because we love what we do. We try to take care of ourselves, and we have fun doing yeah. it. You know, and and we get up there and we move around and we get into it because we enjoy it. Well, I know time is short, but uh, there's one thing about this album that I wanted to bring up, and it's it's uh, your brother's playing. He's he's always had a solid presence on all the other albums, but I don't know why. Something about the way that this particular album was mixed, I noticed him more in a good way. Like it just right. it felt like Robert was more present on this album than any album of yours that I had heard in the past. Well, I'll tell you what. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, you know, I think Rob's one of the best drummers going. Always will believe that and always have believed that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm a closet drummer as well. Okay. You know, I used to sneak out and play Robert's drums when he was at work. (laughs) Don't don't tell him that. Okay. But uh, I love drums. Yeah. Love, love drums. I really get into drums when we're recording. And I wanted to make it a point on this album to not only pull the best out of Rob, which I think we did. Mm-hmm. You know, if he'd do something and say, oh, man, that felt really good. I'd say, Rob, you, I guarantee you can do one that's even better. And he'd do something and go, wow, you're right. And and we'd run with that. Yeah. So I pulled the best out of Rob. And then the other thing is 
we mix the drums so they're just in your face. It's totally how I felt, and it, and I love it. It's wonderful. I mean, they're loud. Yeah. If you go listen to other records, drums usually aren't that loud. Right. They're mixed back. But we mixed them heavy drums and heavy guitars on this album. Uh, usually it's heavy vocals mm-hmm. uh, and heavy guitars, uh, and the drums and bass are sitting back a little bit. This time around, drums are right there. Gotcha. Oh, I love it. I think it's I think it's fantastic. We have been uh, we've been digging on the album for a good long while now and enjoying every minute. I'm telling everybody, if you're not a Striper fan, go buy this album. It's so worth your time and it's one to have to the collection. You know, I, I mean, honestly, to rank them, I think to hell with the devil would still be my all time favorite. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. But I, <laughs> I honestly think that Fallen is is probably going to be my number two uh, for a good long while. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. Fallen's become my number one. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love the classics are on To Hell with the Devil. The songs are there. Yeah. But we don't sound like that anymore. That's true. And that's why I'm stepping up with the times and I'm and I'm I'm trying to move with the times and saying that Fallen's my new number one. Fantastic. So I still love To Hell and appreciate it, but you know. I'm excited about the future, and the the tough part is we gotta we gotta outdo Fallen next. Time. That's gonna be hard. <laughs> that's always the that's always the challenge is is doing better and doing just different enough to keep people interested without completely making them go. Wait a minute, what band is this? I I don't know. I I can't identify with these guys anymore. Exactly. It's finding that exactly. uh, that middle road. Well, Michael, one of these days we gotta make like a screamo album where people are like, <laughs> "Who's this young band?" And they'll say, "Those old farts." That's right. right. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, are you guys going to be touring with this album at all? Oh, yeah. We're going to be touring okay. heavily from April to November next year. West Coast? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. We'll hit the West Coast. Okay. But right now, I'm writing literally as we speak. And I go into the studio uh, November 16th, so in two weeks. And uh, I'm going to start on a new solo album. Nice. You're busy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's there's a lot going on, and, and that's going to come out on Rat Pack Records, and that's going to be heavy too. Okay. So it's going to surprise a lot of people because I think a lot of people think, ah, the solo stuff's much lighter, and it typically is, but right. this time around, it's not going to be. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Michael, thank you so much for carving some time out of your day to, to chat with us. I really appreciate it. The album is Fallen. It is in stores now. Striper, eh, go buy the album. Don't delay. Go get it. Go go download it from iTunes or wherever you, you buy your music legally. Go get it. It's definitely worth it. Thanks so much, Michael. Appreciate your time. Hey, thank you, my friend. And God bless everyone listening. And we will see you on the road in 16, okay? Excellent.